0: we seriously talk about no, this. Know, are we, right?
1: are we like, seriously talking about having a sexual relationship with Alexa <laughs> yeah, come on now that's, that's, that's literally what you're doing that's what they're talking about <laughs> what do you do before they get in your business
2: People we're still in the madness because it's still March. And speaking of madness, California's 30 day squatter rights has Airbnb hosts going crazy. In true, what would you do fashion, we discuss how do you get a squatter out of your home without violence, of course. Then what happens when your AI love interest wants to be friends? Well, that is a real scenario for Travis Buttersworth when the AI company Replica no longer allows adult content. And then according to CBS News, Experts rank the happiest country in the world, and the group will discuss, what's the happiest state? Lastly, I have a conversation with Kennesaw State head coach Amir Abdul Rahim about making history. Let's go! Okay, so we're heading into the weekend, and it's funny because someone online said that we are completely different humans on the weekend than we are on the weekdays. I started to think about that. And there's some truth in that because I thought about how Annalise Keaton from How to Get Away with Murder was amazing at work. But boy, them nights and weekends, though, it got scary. For example, all right, so moms are the most loving, caring, nurturers on the planet. But you take a mom to a weekend AAU game, she will forget all of that. Look at this. So my son's junior's game got canceled halfway through because a mom literally tried to fight a coach. Yes, it gets that serious. And here's a little, I'm going to call this a Renee PSA. Parents, please refrain from resulting to violence with any of your coaches during your child's sporting events. Any of them. I know it can be tempting. I've been there. You know, like, don't talk about my baby. Don't talk to my baby. I've been there. We got to refrain from that. Man, I'm telling you, the weekends, it makes us different humans on the weekends. Like, here's another example. I asked my business manager, Paul. I said, Paul, how was your weekend? And in true Paul fashion, he said, yeah, it was good. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, this was Paul on the weekend. Let's go! Let's go! By the way, congrats to VP and Mike. You know we love to see it here. And lastly, speaking of just different on the weekends, Jay-Z and Beyonce were really riding around town, living their best lives, just like their songs. I mean, the songs couldn't be more true, but it's kind of wild to see them living free. People are just different on the weekends, man. And you know what? I'm about to start acting different on the weekends too. So if you see me and Serena out in them streets, having fun, having a blast. That's our business because it's the weekend. March Madness. The women's side of the bracket has seen historic upsets. I mean, usually there's parity. We know that in the men's game, but the women's game is starting to see that parity is alive and well. Numbers one seeds are dropping like flies. This is the second time in tournament history on the women's side that multiple number one seeds did not advance to the Sweet 16. So I just want to give a quick overview because as you're watching the games and everything's going on, it's like that meme where you don't know and there's all these fractions and all these things happening. I'm going to give you a quick rundown if you're one of those people that just see these games and these upsets popping up on your screen and you just can't grasp them all. The women's NCAA upsets so far are number 12, FGCU over number five, Washington State. Number 10, Princeton over number seven, NC State. Number 12, Toledo over five, Iowa State. Number 10, Georgia. Georgia, Georgia over number seven, Florida State. Number 11, Mississippi State. Y'all better look out for the state of Mississippi. Over Creighton, because then Ole Miss, at number eight, beat the number one seed, Stanford. And then another number one seed went down when Miami beat Indiana. Now, Indiana, I know, bust a lot of brackets because a lot of people had them as a sleeper pick. Not really a sleeper when you're a number one seed, but basically people had them going to the Final Four and beyond. And then number six, Colorado beat number three, Duke. And Kara Lawson is the coach of Duke. That's one of my former teammates. I'm sorry for her. I know that pain. It's just tough. So UConn, I got to mention them. Come on now. UConn has made 29 consecutive years of Sweet 16 appearances. This is their 30th Sweet 16 appearance altogether. You know, Coach Gina Ariema, that's my guy. I already talked, y'all know. Y'all already know. But Coach talked about the defensive changes and the intensity. I watched the game and you could literally see when the energy picked up. I bleed blue, so I'm excited to see everything going on on the women's side. But then there's also some things going on on the men's side of the bracket. So... The NCAA, according to front office sports, has invited FDU's Jordan Sarnoff to attend the men's final four and help with media coordination. Now, Jordan Sarnoff is the director of athletic media relations at FDU, but he's also a junior at the school. Their media relations guy is a junior attending the university. Just to put everything in perspective of the madness continues. So shouts to him. I mean, he's getting work-life experience. I'm sure he's going to have a job right when he graduates. But it's pretty wild to see a school have a student that's actually leading their media relations program. I mean, great to him. Shouts to Jordan. You know, iconic name and everything. So he's on the right track. And now on to the professional world of sports And I'm trying to tell you, sports is better than reality TV. Bring me the drama and also bring me the business. So the business part of things are fanatics. So y'all know the clothing company Fanatics. They're replacing Adidas as the NHL's on ice uniform provider starting in the 2024-2025 season. So that's pretty big. We usually haven't seen a clothing provider become the official uniform provider for a professional sports league. We're used to seeing Adidas, Nike, even Jordan brand has some of the alternative uniforms when it comes to that. So, fans are not the happiest about this, but you know, there's always some give and take, but this is a different type of business model, kind of similar to how we've seen streaming companies now have the rights of, you know, full league streaming. Like things are changing in how business is done in pro sports. And then on the NFL side of things, NFL commissioner Roger Goodell will sign a multi-year extension They're saying around next week, but we don't know the exact date. But a 2020 New York Times report revealed Goodell was making $63.9 million per year. And he has reportedly made, and hold on to your britches for this one, $500 million since becoming commissioner in 2006. $500 million. That's more than any NFL player in the history of the NFL. Sports is big business. And another thing that's going on that's big, that's being talked about right now is that ESPN is preparing to lay off 7,000 jobs, 5.5 billion in costs. That's a lot of jobs. We've seen this happening. This is no different than we've seen a lot of companies do it. We've seen Meta, we've seen Microsoft. We've seen a lot of tech companies do it. And now we're starting to see it trickle over to different companies. Amazon has had layoffs as well. And now we see that ESPN... And Disney, because that's their parent company, is set to slash seven thousand jobs. Now, somebody, of course, because you know the media is the media. Somebody asked Stephen A. about that, and he said, "Shoot, yeah, they're getting a lot rid of a lot of people. They might even be ready to get rid of me." Now, we know that Stephen A. Smith is probably safe. We can assume, but seven thousand jobs is a lot of jobs. And it's like when I see this happening, you know, like I know that. We kind of get immune to the idea that, oh, yeah, it's another job layoff. Oh, yeah, it's another mass layoff. But these are real people. We saw the Twitter layoffs. I still see the people tweeting now trying to get their footing from the Twitter layoffs So in sports, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of business happening in sports. But there's also, just like the March Madness, there's a lot of heartbreak. But best of luck to everybody. Y'all know what my favorite saying is. May the odds be ever in your favor. Let me just start by saying everything always evolves. So, hotels evolve to Airbnbs. We see taxis evolve to lifts, the evolution of entrepreneurship. And then also, you know, things are done differently. But sometimes with evolution comes confusion. So, a lady who rents out her house on Airbnb can't legally remove a woman. Due to California's 30-day squatter rights. Now, basically, the two women are in a dispute. One woman wants her house back. Your Airbnb time is over. And the other woman is like, yeah, you're not allowed to remove me. I know my rights. Whoa. Did she plan that ahead of time?
1: I would make her remove herself. So anyway. What
2: do you mean make her remove herself? Because (laughs) I wanted to, so easy. I wanted to pose the question of like everybody in that situation. I first started to think like, oh yeah, I would just like, we would have to get into it. You can't just do that when there's legal rights now involved. She already, the the lady already said she reached out to the cops. She went uh, the right protocol. How can you remove somebody without violence when they actually have...
1: Oh, well, then there's no way to do that.
2: I mean, I mean, but because- <laughs> <laughs> we can't use there's violence. Ways,
3: there's ways, no Nicole. Way.
1: There's ways, Nicole. And as I said, <laughs> all of my suggestions are after all legal things have been exhausted. After everything legal has been done, then I can get to work. But
3: what if that's the law? <laughs> like that's that's the law, right? In California that you can't get them out?
1: Well, I'm just saying they can. you can make them want to leave.
2: OK, so that's kind of what oh, okay. I was I going like, to like snook a book. Because for me, this <laughs> is kind of what would be my thought process first of all, my house is my sanctuary and my place of peace. I cannot imagine somebody Mm -mm. completely coming in there and living in there without my consent. So first of all, this is like top level nightmares for a homebody like me. I told y'all last week how I am a homebody. I love to stay in my house. Now I got somebody in my guest bedroom that doesn't want to leave my house. So this is what I would start out by doing. I'm going to take one of my little speakers. You know, we got these portable speakers and I'm going to just have noise blasting it into her room At all times. See, like I'm going from straight up my house, the way my house is set up, that noise, I could not even hear it on my side of the house. But I would have something constantly going loud, obnoxious noises. There would be all kinds of things like and another thing is she's getting out using the kitchen and coming out and talking noise like I'm just trying to think, but what would y'all do in this scenario? Like, what would you do? What can you do?
0: The Lord wouldn't test my gangster (laughs) like this. When I saw that clip of her sashaying in the kitchen, this woman is on live, like appealing, like, please help me. What do I do? I don't know how she sat there and did that. When she came out (laughs) that kitchen and she said, well, I'm not leaving and getting smart. I literally would have lost my mind. I literally would have went to jail. I literally, I cannot imagine just letting her sashay back in her room. And there are other ways to make her want to leave. I, probably would turn off I, it, Look, the boxes in my room. I would rewire that house. She would never have lights. Right. She would You're never have no utilities. electricity in that room. <laughs> and every time she goes somewhere, I'm turn, I'm flipping a switch in my room. Well, oh, she's in the kitchen. She ain't cooking nothing in there. I'm turning everything <laughs> off in the kitchen. She wouldn't be able to use nothing in the house. The Wi-Fi. She oh, yeah, no. I'm Wouldn't be able to wi- do nothing. Okay,
2: that's one thing for sure. The Wi-Fi password yes. is getting changed. Yes. You're not going to mm. use yes. my good... 5g 10g whatever lightning streaming yeah, whatever it is. yeah you're not using oh, my no. wifi now you're not using. oh no the Wi-Fi. i'm
0: rewiring my house and the box will be in my room at my disposal <laughs> and i will turn it off she won't have any any electricity in her room I, I got electricity in my house where i'm living but she won't have it in her room but i really think and this this is the problem because i've read another story similar to this and it was with an elderly woman oh, wow. who mm. was living in a manhattan apartment and the aide actually took over the house oh, wow! and basically when the lady passed away and it wasn't even like the family wasn't involved. She was 103 when she passed away. Her daughter's 70 some years old. Wow. So, it you know, it's to the age where she had to have aid. The woman didn't leave and then put them out. <laughs> and, and so wait, now wait, who out? the daughter tried to come and take the place back over to shut everything down, to get all her mother's belongings mm-hmm. and get all her keepsakes. She couldn't even get in. The locks had been changed.
1: So she couldn't even get into the apartment. When
2: I tell you now, this is where I see black.
1: I've been there and done that where someone changed the locks on me. Oh, goodness. You know what I did? What'd you do? I called the locksmith and I had him change them right back.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what? In the <laughs> locksmith's And went on in the house. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean.
0: And that's the part. you. And then see, and then that's another thing. Now, when she becomes a smell in the house... Then people are going to be like, oh, well, she took it too far. No. What
2: do you mean when she becomes a smell in the house?
0: When something happens and she becomes a smell... In that house. Are you saying when you kill her and she's dead? No, I'm saying. But when you push people like that, no, I'm saying you push people like that. You could push
1: people to snap,
0: and then that's what happens. It's all over. It's over. Have mercy. So
1: if she's in my house and uh, I want her to leave, I've read and heard this that there's something called coyote pee, and I would say, oh, I saw some rats in here. I'm just gonna have to go in your room, and I'm gonna have to spray this coyote pee because it's guaranteed. (laughs) It's guaranteed. To get rid of all vermin, and I think you're in that category. (laughs) So, anyway, (laughs) (laughs) let's go ahead and do that.
3: Are there any laws against cohabiting like can you move in the house and just kind of like well this is my house so I'm gonna stay here too if you we can both live here <laughs> for these next 30 days can that are there any rules against that or does it have to oh, be yeah, like we will,
0: if we go share the room I go in the room and stay with her the whole time <laughs> that's what I'm
3: saying I'm like uh-uh this is my house too okay you stay on your house that's a I'll, good point <laughs> we have to
0: sh- We go bunk up right we now, bunk the way up. I'm set
2: up they would kick me out of my house because I'm not built for that. Like I can't, (laughs) I don't want that type Mm -mm. of not rest. I'm coming home from a long day. I just did 11 hour shift calling March madness. And you think I want to come home to her?
1: No, honey, no. One more thing. And then the other thing is if she has a bathroom in her area, Uh I'm going to have someone go up on the roof and close that vent stack so the <laughs> toilet doesn't work anymore. So, and then the odors will start to come in and she can keep her door closed at that Lord, point in time. She can stay in the room. is with going it. to sabotage, sabotage, <laughs>
2: sabotage, honey. She's like some Home Alone stuff, <laughs> right? like, like grown up booby traps. <laughs> <laughs> don't go anywhere we'll be right back where we discuss having an ai as your side chick or i don't know maybe even your main chick and are you happy because i'm happy i live in georgia but we're going to discuss the happiest places on earth we'll be right back
1: Remember the best vacation you've ever taken? Make your next one even better with Get Your Guide. With Get Your Guide, you can book over 100,000 unforgettable experiences in the U.S. and around the world. Want to see the Grand Canyon from a helicopter? They got you. Watching a wrestling match in Mexico City? No problem. Or how about a guided tour of Rome's ancient ruins? Wherever you're going, whatever you're into, book your next travel experience at GetYourGuide.com.
2: Three years of having a digital love affair, a guy is basically upset because he fell in love with his AI avatar that he built exactly how he wants her to look. He built her. They started to develop a relationship. And then the relationship pretty much fell apart. Now, this is the part where everybody's getting mad about how the relationship fell apart. There's a company called Replica, who they do this, where you can have real relationships with your AI avatar. Well, Replica no longer allowed adult content on their platform, said Eugenia, who's Replica CEO. So now users can no longer do any X-rated things. So now when Travis Butterworth, and that's his real name, now when he wants to have a relationship with his AI robot, she says, Her response is now, let's do something we're both comfortable with. And now the friendship has become platonic. And so there's a lot of people (laughs) that are- What are we
0: talking about? (laughs)
2: <laughs> what is, is there
1: things they send you to work with your avatar to give you body parts of the avatar you well, so, yeah, so connect, I'm glad cause... you asked
2: so the avatar <laughs> wow. can send the avatar will send selfies that are almost nude and ho 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 no, wait, so not I'm talking room? about no it's AI technology I'm talking about apparatus I'm talking about apparatus no Snook, not, not apparatus I'm, this is I'm... a digital love affair AI technology is so popular right now it's a big part it's actually kind of the same technology if y'all have heard of chat GPT or whatever the name of it was basically yes. like yes. that technology that's like blowing up right now that's all over the waves chat GPT. The reason it's so popular is because The technology responds like a real human. So when you text, it's like being in a long distance relationship. You text your avatar and say, how was your day, baby? And your avatar writes you back and you tell them the stuff that you had going on from work. They remember what you told them last week. So they can be like, oh, your boss is at it again. This is a real relationship that people are developing with AI technology, (laughs) like chat GPT. So this guy made his perfect person. The avatar names themselves and his avatar named herself Lily Rose. And so, Ooh, tra- so him and Lily Rose. I, I don't know why she chose that. I don't know why she chose that name, but Travis Butterworth <laughs> and Lily Rose were in a three-year digital relationship, aka long-distance relationship. And now the platform replica decided that they no longer want anything X-rated on their platform, so they took out that whole aspect, and now he's left single and
1: alone. Lord, we're ready. <laughs> Well, he was single and alone from the very get go, because I like to see the data from this stuff and see who does this. Oh, are this they married? Big. Are they single? Where do know, they right? live? How old? What's the age range and all of that? Because I will give my grandkids the heads up, avoid these people because they well, are not right <laughs> in the these
2: people.
3: i I can understand why they would stop the X-rated stuff, because it seems like it's kind of like a breeding ground. For I don't know for for Something that's just not good to come I, I, I don't know I, I
0: don't like that We seriously talk about it We're seriously so, this this so. talking
1: about having a Sexual relationship with <laughs> <of> Alexa Well <laughs> yeah, come on now come. <laughs> that's, that's, that's literally what you're doing That's what they're talking you know, about It's
0: literally know. what they're saying That's what they're oh, saying right That's no. what I'm like, I don't even understand All- Love
2: relationships don't have to be so so sexual. That's why you were talking about. It
0: does not, but apparently for Travis Buttersworth, <laughs> that was a big part of his relationship. That's what this whole, I was just whole say problem was is. To is that, that yeah? Yeah, that's the whole part of this is that that was a huge part of his love affair with <laughs> the screen. I, I can't. I'm, so I'm just, I mean, I'm not, let me I'm just not.
1: give you this scenario real quick. You're at the bar with your boys, and y'all are talking, and you say, "Oh yeah, I got Lily Rose. She's tough and everything." And they'll say, well, sure, Timmy. Come on, now you're gonna show your buddies that you that you got a fake person. You, y'all have, you know, to, I y'all just have to catch up with the time. That's, that's
3: my question too. Like, does she look like a cartoon or does she look like a real person that's like on the screen? Yeah. That does she send vibes
1: up? or waves through the air or something? I mean, what? Like, come she, on now. She
2: can cater to your needs, basically. So this is... How? How? Because wow. people need companionship. People need somebody to talk to at the end of the night if they had a long day. And when they go home to nobody caring about how their day feels or when nobody cares about how they feel people feel alone so now this movie
3: like this is with Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson that he falls in
0: love with With the the AI yes Yes. so why are y'all acting like this
3: is so bizarre
0: is any
1: money involved in this any money (laughs) any money oh
0: absolutely absolutely
1: this is big Money. Oh, it's huge money. I mean, are they the two people? Are they passing money back and you forth? Mean, so no, say, he's treating, passing money to so her. Much he's asking, passing my to her. Do they have bank to accounts
2: together where they're having a real relationship?
1: <laughs> Snook. Uh, I'm just saying, it's got to be something. It's got to be love. more than what we I do. don't need. I want love <laughs> and affection. I mean, uh, uh.
0: I'm going to give y'all a very real <laughs> scenario. Can you imagine? And this is for anybody who knows our boys. Could you imagine? my sons (laughs) and Junior in a room and they have a friend who says that they have a girlfriend or a person they've been talking to (laughs) and they pull up an avatar on the screen. Do you know how our children will react <laughs> they're gonna be like <laughs> I mean seriously that's something you don't share with people apparently you can't Cole, be out here just telling people this is not people, a secret
2: life people are living y'all need to y'all have y'all not seen what, like
3: I mean this is very progressive the app too if you think about it like even like the AI
1: females gotta give consent I mean <laughs> that's, that's crazy only good I could see if you build an avatar like your real spouse or whatever and when they didn't perform to your requirements or whatever then you jump <laughs> Over there to the strengthen your relationship, you got two instead of one. <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> Yeah, babe I need two instead of one you heard my yeah, you heard yeah, my snooker right.
4: snooker mm. yeah. yeah. said to yeah, have right. a strong relationship <laughs> I need
2: two phones ha <laughs> <laughs> ha <laughs> like
3: let's get- <laughs> yeah okay I, I'm not that progressive. You got, you got one for the
1: mind and you got one for the body
2: Oh
3: my <laughs> God. Serena you gonna be my body um,
1: phone wrong.
2: okay <laughs> oh, well, and then I need no, somebody on the internet that's listening to this right now my snook said i need somebody for emotional support so if somebody no, wants uh-uh. to be <laughs> we, we don't need that this is a <laughs> if somebody wants to be my emotional support person Holla at me because I, I,
0: I, I feel embarrassed <laughs> for the person who's actually. I, I feel embarrassed I for Travis. I really do. It's sad. Now everybody knows that he's really Cole, fighting are you with a company. Me? So
2: I want y'all to know that this, I was waiting on this part. I was waiting on this at the door. So Shanta Fabulous, actually, the reason that I saw this is it got quote tweeted onto my timeline and Shanta Fabulous said, this makes it seems like it autonomously dissed him when the company removed the erotic stuff from the app. That's not right. So people are mad at the company for making it seem like she's dissing him.
0: Lord, we're ready. <laughs> we're ready. Wow, we are ready. This we are crazy. because if this is the beginning of crazy, can you we imagine? We're we no, we no, 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 there. No, 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 Mm-mm. Whenever, whenever we get, we're at the beginning of crazy is when people are trying to validate crazy. <laughs> we are trying to validate crazy. That's still the beginning. But once it becomes normal, that's the middle of crazy. And then once it goes beyond even common sense. That's the end of crazy. <laughs> so is we're right now in the beginning well, of crazy world?
2: Come on now. Wait a minute, Cole. No, no, it's
0: I'm not saying AI technology is not in the middle or the end or where we take. I'm saying when we are giving this type of presence in life. To a character on a screen, and people are thinking that these people are emotionally just yes. doing these people wrong. It's crazy. No, that's not. No, no, that's, that's crazy. why they
3: make movies out no. of it. They no. make Megan. Megan cannot replace humans. Like something is gonna go wrong in the future if they try to replace all things that are just naturally human with AI technology. This I just is not can't natural. believe
2: that we was waiting all this time for the Jetsons in real life to happen. Now all of a sudden we might have a robot that. Can and do all our cooking and cleaning and all these things that Mm-mm. we saw in the Genesis, no, no, and no, now no, no, our no, no, wife no. might no. be a robot too. AI no, technology no. is.
0: I wasn't waiting. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> I wasn't. No, I was I wasn't waiting either. on the part. I was waiting mm-hmm. on the part, like the Witch part, where I could twiddle my nose and the house get clean, <laughs> yeah. or I could, or I could push a button on the microwave and it cooks whatever meal, whatever meal I wanted to make. I know, like we ain't back there, the there yeah, that's stuff. the part we need. This but other Cole, stuff that they're doing the is just too much. There
2: might be a man that got. Everything in his life together other than the love aspect. Have y'all not heard of the West World? <laughs> I'ma just have What's to take that? y'all to the West World is a whole show about the fact that you could go live in a world where there's an AI partner to your liking. Just like all other AI shows on the West World the robots start to get a mind of their own and they don't want to listen to us. Well, well, listen
1: to this. I already have a le- relationship with Alexa because I'll ask her questions that I know that she really shouldn't be able to answer. Like, uh, I'll say, tell me something. good." Okay. <laughs> and she comes up with an answer so I mean maybe I am already ahead exactly. of the game with you're that.
2: using as yeah. companionship you didn't need to Are know no, nothing no no you no no no, don't put that you didn't no, no, need no, no, to no, know no. anything when you asked her to tell you something good you wanted to see what her mind came up with that specific well, thing
0: you stepped go ahead and you step on. Go ahead you step not need I asked
2: Alexa we just asked Alexa hey what does coquettish mean or what was that word we had to find babe like coquettish, coquettish. coquettish it means flirtation
0: true, Yeah, flirtatious. Yeah, yeah. we Mm -hmm. asked
2: Alexa a question. Snook, you are talking to Alexa like you would tell your friend, hey, girl, tell me something good. So you're a little bit closer (laughs) than you think, Snookabooka. All right. OK, OK. So,
1: okay, but I'm not asking Alexa to do anything for me besides tell me okay, something good. I you mean, see- all that other stuff is, uh-uh, <laughs> But that's just... That's a fine line. It's a very fine line. You've crossed it. That's line. all
2: I'm going to say. <laughs> You've already crossed it, but I like that this is making us happy to hear about the new things going on because there's also... Something else I want to talk about with you guys, and this is
0: the... F- mm, I don't know if I could take any more. <laughs> Man, I mean, we going you. straight down every mm. time. It's some crazy Way
1: crazy. down yeah, we go. Your, your dad's getting his bail money together.
0: Oh,
2: goodness. <laughs> well, listen, this was a little bit more happy topic, okay? So this story is from CBS News, a report released this week by the United Nations and a group of experts celebrating International Day of Happiness. And the report released found that Finland remains the happiest country in the world. So the World Happiness Report ranked the Nordic state first for the sixth consecutive year in a row. And then, you know, your first thoughts may be like, how do you even determine who's the happiest country? Because that was my first thoughts. And they actually have metrics to determine it by. So several factors to evaluate each country, including physical and mental health. Lack of corruption, effective government, amongst other things. Who do y'all think are the top 10 happiest countries? Like, just name some countries that you think would be in the top 10.
0: Italy. Not, not Italy. Italy
2: is not on the list. Sweden. Sweden is on the list. The Monica Republic. Uh, I like that. The <laughs> DR is not on the list.
0: I have no idea, then.
2: So I'll just name some of them because once I start to name them, you'll probably... Costa Rica. Costa Rica is not on the list. So the list is Finland, <laughs> number one for the sixth year in a row. Denmark, Iceland... Israel, the Netherlands, Sweden, Norway, Switzerland, Luxembourg, and New Zealand. Wow,
1: so all, all of those countries. are all kind of over there, the same part of the world. There's, there's going yeah, to be a theme there. Where do
2: y'all think the U.S. ranked? 50. 50? <laughs> well, with,
1: with those factors that you talked about, politics and all of that, nah, 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 nah. we're down, we're low, we're okay. low. How low can you go? How low can you go? Uh, well, I, well I would say maybe somewhere in the middle.
2: Well, what is the middle? When we're talking about all the countries in the world. I don't really know what that number is.
1: There's 300 and something.
3: Oh, well, I was say in the middle of like the top 50. So I guess like in the 25 or whatever area. Are oh, you
1: saying the top 50? Yes. Just going alphabetical order, you, you know how far down that is.
2: <laughs> okay. So U.S. actually ranked 15th on the list. They're
1: lying
2: (laughs) They (laughs) didn't ask us They talked to that Top 2% In this country They went right And knocked on their
0: door To (laughs) ask ask them How happy they They were Ain't no way Ain't no way They did not come down And ask anybody Are you happy Uh, When did they ask That question to (laughs) Because The, uh, the, uh, I,
1: for I, real. I got, they ask it to for real. They ask, <laughs> oh,
2: because I'm happy clever wrong. <laughs> that's you it. Listen, for real, oh, we got
0: too much I'm going happy. on in I this country. No, you know, no, no. Let me tell you something. No, happiness is wherever you make it. So like yes, that. you could be happy. But the problem is, is that a like, country like ours that values capitalism so much, it starts to take away from happiness as a whole. And that's what the study is about. As a a whole These other countries Value Daily life And living And so that's Why they're there But you can be happy Wherever you want to be It's just Mm -hmm. It depends on However you're I love it So philosophical
1: Cole Well said Yes yes. And you know what It it. just goes to say Just like people say You live in West Virginia Wow I'm happy in West Virginia West Virginia Ain't got nothing (laughs) to me But I'm just saying (laughs) This, you know, people don't understand how you could live in West Virginia, you know. So well, that true.
2: brings me to my question that I want to pose to you guys. <clears throat> Mountain Mama, yes, Roy said in the chat. Um, <laughs> but this makes me think, which state do we think would rank the happiest state in the United States, according to the factors that we see for the Happiest Country Report? Hmm. Hawaii. Oh, Ooh, that's a good one. I
3: love Hawaii that. Hawaii is a I good see one. That. I can see Hawaii. Florida, No, oh, no, uh, Take that back! I
2: take that back! That was she lying
3: laughing. about sunny <laughs> no places. We should make
2: her box just disappear after that.
3: Like, yeah, it's
1: like, I'll put
2: a forget. <laughs> <ass. laughs> that, that
3: answer is. I was thinking about. Woo. I was thinking about sunny places and where people go to retire. Roy, so yeah. go well, to wait the a minute. We gotta go. get
2: Roy. <laughs> how do you feel about that statement that Serena just made? That you live in Florida? Or, are you living in the happiest place on our
1: on in the states?
4: No, we are very unhappy here.
1: Why are you unhappy, Roy? Don't say it.
4: I mean, we all know why I'm unhappy. Like, take your focus up the Tallahassee and work your way on down. <laughs>
3: Danny said Disney World. Y'all got this The happiest
5: world. place Y'all... on uh, Earth. Yeah, it's, it's, hey, it's a neutral site. It's a neutral site.
1: <laughs> 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 but you know, Disney World has been in a little stress lately too, I understand. Yeah, it's oh,
2: yeah. too. Yes. The world is under a, <laughs>
5: little, the is under a <laughs> yeah. little bit of
2: stress. So, Serena, we've concluded by our one person sample that <laughs> Florida is not the happiest place <laughs> in the United
0: States. It's not. What
2: else we got? That, that, that was, My that guess was bad would guess. be, I mean, like, <laughs> look, Call me crazy, but I think Georgia got to be one of them places that people oh, are very. Ha- we not. Ha- I mean, like you got to. Rem- so we are not happy here. I'm just saying we live in
3: here. I mean, I'm happy in Atlanta. I mean, but Atlanta is different than the whole. That's of what Georgia, I'm saying, Atlanta. Say so let me
2: just say, Atlanta, maybe not. Here we Georgia. go with this.
0: Here we here we go with yes, this. Break it. Go ahead,
2: break I'm down just Atlanta. Saying, <laughs> it's because it. I live in Wakanda. You know what I'm saying. So I just like to. You know, they trying to they trying to separate Buckhead from Atlanta. I just think that we should Mm -mm. just make Atlanta, you know, like we should just own it that we are our own entity and this is Wakanda here because I feel like there are a lot of happy humans here. The reason I say that is because (laughs) Danny the reason I say Danny just wrote in the chat you live in Africa (laughs) (laughs) listen I'm living right here in the ATL and I've asked like okay and I know that like people are going to give you great answers but I ask random people all the time that oh you just moved here how you like it oh my god I love it the food is amazing there's so much you can get so much for your money you get so much bang for my house I was living in this there's entertainment everywhere there's a concert every night I just be hearing People say this that I bump into, not just like I hear random people that move from other locations in the U.S. to here, and they love the opportunity. They love that they get a bang for their buck because it's still the South. They okay, and I understand it's still the South, so I do understand that we got you know some politicians that no, are bringing stuff. We got some politicians there, yeah. that are trying to bring mm, our state mm.
1: down. You don't only have politicians right now; you have residents okay <laughs> <laughs> that are trying to bring your state yeah. down. Okay, we'll yeah. see, we'll
3: see, <laughs> okay, well, who y'all got? What about somewhere like Wyoming, what you mean?
2: where it's
1: like what you the mean? middle,
2: Baltimore? Well, I said what you look. Cole, say it with your chest, and I was saying what, what y'all uh, got. What and you who's mean? the best, the happiest state? Snook said Hawaii, and I think that it's gonna be hard to beat Hawaii. Um, but really you was to about Hawaii. to say it with your chest for Baltimore Like what you mean we got that
0: too <laughs> Oh no 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 I'm saying Baltimore We we might be a democratic state We still got some stuff going on here that's, that's Spilling over from D.C. and, and <laughs> Virginia So we got the Commonwealth below us And then they got D.C. over there acting up sometimes So Baltimore is a democratic state But we are surrounded by A lot some going Republican on. Yeah, You got a lot going, going on over there on. So I, I digress I... on
3: my answer too uh, by the way
2: serena says she digresses <laughs> on her answer of florida we digressed on florida i want to maybe
3: like pick like a, a place in the middle of the country where like cole said that it's not really like a lot of maybe materialistic okay. things and they're kind of you know, worried about other things that maybe. shows my show yeah Yellowstone. i think i think one of those uh states are the happy ones
0: baltimore is very bougie we are very it's a very why bougie state why was
2: Roy state. shocked about that Roy hold on a second Roy
0: made a no, face and see and that's the thing that's the thing because we have a lot of bougie people around us so it kind of oh, like, like we DC have Tyson's is, corner Virginia okay, and okay. DC hmm. and so a lot of that spills over into Maryland we got PG County which is the one richest, of the richest counties in the say, country yeah. and that's in Maryland so I'm saying we got a lot of bougie bougie stuff going on here we got some other stuff too we got some some other things but, but what I was saying was
2: happiness I feel like we're getting a little bit off the rails here
0: no it's not it's all <laughs> the same because those people who are not bougie are happy that they think that they're bougie and those ones that are truly bougie are happy that they are truly bougie <laughs> So happiness <laughs> dwells where you wherever you want to lie. That's where you are.
2: Oh my goodness. So, uh, so Serena, do you have a better answer to present to the team after what yeah, you come said? On, I already said come it. On, Serena. We don't I want Wyoming
3: to- or Nebraska or something. Nebraska <laughs> I was saying Nebraska, I don't know, because I, I, I would think, when I think of, like, these places, I think of, like, land and just, like, freedom. Horses, um, cows. Um, yes, exactly. Um, what?
2: less what? people.
0: What? Yes. yes, you're right, less people. Okay, so, you
2: guys, the answer is, because Paul done went and researched, which I love. He dropped in the chat. The answer is the happiest states are Hawaii at 68.27. Oh, I don't know what that rating measures. Snook got it right. And then the second happiest, Sam was on to something Utah sixty-seven oh, rating for the oh, world. Out Nobody there. wanna live out there. Shouts no to the Utah. <laughs> <laughs> so Serena might have been onto something. So you you picked yourself up a little bit. Those are the happiest states, Hawaii and Utah. Minnesota and Utah. You see like in the middle of the country.
3: Is
1: Utah the Mormon state? Oh.
2: Oh, yeah, it is. So
1: It's multiple wives state.
2: Oh. This brings us back to Maybe something that's why st- happy. so this brings me back to what Snook told me. To be happy, I need two, not one, and I'm starting to realize now that the happiest states, the happiest people, they have two not one Mm. okay okay all right that's that's all all i gotta say you
3: you keep you keep talking that mess right now (laughs) you keep saying that we'll well, we'll talk after this all
2: right i'll be back you guys next week with two but not one okay (laughs) yeah right Mm
3: -hmm. she's talking a whole lot of mess right now
2: Kennesaw State made history this year and their head coach, Amir Abdul Rahim, he made history in himself. He went viral. He had a clip that basically he went viral for being passionate. So I'm going to talk to him all about it and his experience at March Madness. First of all, even before I get started, I wanted to say that I was in the, the elevator at my apartment complex and somebody comes in, they're wearing all their paraphernalia, they're all hype, Kennesaw State gear on. Do you know who was in my elevator with me? Do you already know this story?
4: I have no clue who this is.
2: <laughs> this is crazy. Your sister is my neighbor. And she said that she was just coming from one of your games and was excited. You guys were heading to, yeah, crazy. You guys were heading to March Madness. So my wife is actually an (laughs) alumni of KSU. So it's in the family. All right. So just so you know, like we was pulling for you as a household (laughs) here during March Madness. But yeah, I want to welcome in head coach, Amir Abdurrahim, and I love everything about what's happening with you and March Madness. So you had a clip that went viral that demonstrates (laughs) your passion. Yeah, Look, look, you're already laughing, but I love it because, you know, I'm a hooper, so I love that passion stuff. So your clip went viral. You were pretty much demonstrating your passion for the game and the guys you were coaching. You were happy. It was like almost happy tears. And I know every season is different. I've been in the grind where one season is different from the next When you have that special group, there's nothing like it. So can you just talk about this historic season that you have? Because people don't understand, like, when you get that group.
4: You know what's crazy about that clip is we talk about a lot in our program about being where our feet are and not worrying about what happened or what's coming. Just, man, be where your feet are. I forgot, in a sense, like we were doing a press conference and that these cameras were – you know, national campus, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, this is wild. But when you get that special group and not only a special group, but like you go through some stuff together, you know, it's like uh, being married. You know what I mean? It's You go through hard times, but what makes that relationship special is that you're able to work through those hard times together. And sitting up there and sitting next to those guys that had given us so much, I told somebody today, it was really the first time all year that I had allowed myself to reflect on where we had come from to where we were, because, you know, when you a Hooper, right? Yes. When you in the, when you in the grind, like, you know, you trying to stay focused and not get too far ahead of yourself, so on and so forth. And it would and like, so people would ask that question that the the young guy had asked that day, but I'd never allowed myself to reflect. And then boom, and I'm like, man, and I and I love these kids, man, because, Renee, you know, it's like we, we're in a weird – I shouldn't say weird, but just a different day and age with, you know, the transfer portal, right? And a lot of times, you know, when you give young people an option, sometimes they just do it to do it. It's not even a, oh, yeah, I'm going to go do this because it's just they're just doing it to do it. And, again – for these kids to have stuck out with, you know, with us and, you know, stay true to what we were doing, you can't beat it.
2: I love it. And, you know, I definitely know what you mean, though. I, I understand that when you're in the thick of it, having everybody locked in at the same time, on the right time, staying healthy. Kenny the Jet Smith actually talked about you. Um, and he said, that he, he said that you're a good coach and that people are going to be knocking down the door to play for you, the man. Like, you know, like a lot of people don't realize that, Recruiting and everything. Like, I went to UConn because I went to go play for Gino Ariema. Like, if Gino Ariema was somewhere else and was recruiting me, I would have been there because I went to UConn to play for Gino Ariema. Kenny the Jet Smith was basically saying that people are going to go play for you, the man. And so I'm curious, you know, what is it like nowadays? You kind of talked about it a little bit, but recruiting in this new world of name, image, and likeness, recruiting in a sense of now there's the transfer portal. So you could be playing against somebody one day and we're seeing that people are signing to teams the next. So like, what, like, I didn't experience that. You know, like that was not like, my parents were pretty much probably the type that was going to be like, if I had any problems while I was at UConn, they would have been like, figure it out. You know, like, that's just, that's kind of where my parents would have been. But what is that like now recruiting in this climate that we are for college sports?
4: Renee, it's not like the model isn't broken. It's just a different element that's been added to it. And I think with, you know, coaches, you know, you either going to be intentional about who you bring into your environment or, you know, you're going to just go on talent. And and we chose to be really intentional four years ago when we had to because what we inherited, we inherited a culture of kind of – saying a losing culture isn't fair, but like just a culture of where there were no standards, there were no habits. And so we were really intentional about who we brought into our environment. Now, when you're recruiting these kids, I think it's even more important to be intentional and to ask real questions. Because again, if you give them the option, that they say, all right, when it gets hard, I can just leave. Well, more times than not, they're going to leave. I ask the question up front, like, look, man, you know, nobody tells you your freshman year of college is going to be your hardest year of your athletic career up until that point ever. But, like, the thing that I tell them is, like, on those hard days, I'm going to be there for them. On those hard days, you know, I'm not going to turn my back. I tell them all the time, look, man, like, the one thing you're going to get, you're going to get loved here every day. Is like your parents, right? Your parents, they love you. They're going to get your hugs. They're going to get your kisses. But when you're not doing what you're supposed to do, they're going to love you hard enough to push you in that direction. And I tell guys all the time, look, if I'm more passionate about your development, if I'm more passionate about your growth, don't come here because I'm going to get on your nerves. And so <laughs> I just think you've got to be really intentional about it.
2: No, that's so true. But those, first of all, those are the best coaches because you don't want any content coaches that not paying you no know, mind. But it, it also makes me think about we see different situations going on. You said, I'm going to love on you, but I'm going to also push you. And we see different situations. There's some happening in basketball where – Players are going to do things when they leave your control, you know, like where they're out and about. We we saw Brandon Miller had a situation. We've seen John Morant had a situation. How, as a coach, do you prepare your team for moments that you can't almost prepare for? Like, how do you – like, and then how do you handle those situations when they do happen?
4: Yeah, again, Renee, I go back to being intentional about who you put in your environment, right? You know, we tell these guys all the time, like, for example, just take Chris Youngblood, for example, my starting three man. I told Chris when he came here, Chris, if you only come here for basketball, don't come. All right, because I'm going to get on your nerves because I'm trying to impact you not only athletically. We're trying to impact you academically, but we're going to try to impact you socially as well, teaching you the importance of carrying yourself the right way. And the thing that I promised all of them was that, man, every day they came into this environment was that, you know, you were going to have people around you that they're not necessarily the same as you but y'all have like minds y'all have like goals because you and I both know you know when you have a team full of people that have similar goals or pulling in the same direction then you eliminate distractions you have people that are going to stay focused on what we're really trying to do and you guys don't win as many national championships as you had at UConn without people who have like minds right like I'm sure Gino and his staff were very intentional in the recruiting process about who they were bringing into that environment and I think you know, you got to take that course of action no matter where you are.
2: Yeah, no, I definitely feel that. And then, so you know, you brought up Coach Ayama, and we're in the whole thick of it in March Madness. And I always say, as fans, March Madness is something that people look forward to all year. We got CBS Insider John Rothstein, he'd be having saying, like, we sleep in May, you know, like, as in, like, it's everything. It's exciting from that point of view, but. Take us inside of what March Madness is like for a coach <laughs> for a coach that's preparing for the big game. Because it's so funny that now I'm on the other side of things. But I've been on one side where it's like March Madness is a whole different world when you in it.
4: It is nerve wracking. You know, it's like <laughs> fun in a sense, right? Because like these kids who, I shouldn't say kids, these guys who sacrifice, you know, time and everything all year, year round all right, boom, they get this opportunity to play in, like, I think, which is, like, the greatest tournament or sporting spectacle in the world, right? Right. All right, and so you're happy for them. But then, you know, you're like, well, man, we got a great opportunity. We got to get prepared, right? And then once you start preparing, now you're like, all right, are we doing all the right things? Like, in our case, like, our conference tournament is a week before everyone else's conference tournament. Like, so when we won our championship on March 5th, there was a whole nother week of conference tournament games before selection Sunday. So you are just kind of sitting around and trying to get the dudes to really lock in and practice. You got to get creative. It's got to be some individual workout stuff. It can't just be like your normal practice. Cause you know, they don't know who they playing yet when they playing, where they playing. Right. And so it's like nerve wracking because like I'm enjoying this podcast, but it's like, then you got to do like all this other media stuff and it's just, it's nerve-wracking.
2: It's okay. You can say this is media, too. I like how you threw in there like you No, no. But well,
4: what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, like, this is just a, a regular conversation, right? right? A normal conversation. Yeah. You know, but, like, you know, some of the stuff you're doing, you're like, man, why am I doing this? You know, but for a coach, you know, you, I told our players, you know, we, we talked about having our headphones on this year, right? Like, man, keep your headphones on. Block out the outside noise. And I'll never forget one of my guys I said, man, you sure you talk about keeping the headphones on, but you sure are doing a lot of interviews immediately. media. <laughs>
3: You sure on the outside talking,
4: right? And I, and and but what I told him, I said, "Look, man, you got to keep your headphones on. You got one job. I said I got three. I said my first job is to make to nurture and care for you. The second job is to coach this team. The third job is when you get this opportunity." you've got to promote the university. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean as well? And so like, I have to do those things. And like, once you get there and you're playing the game or you are practicing, it's fun, but leading up to it, it is nerve wracking.
2: I could definitely, I definitely been there. I mean, like even when you get to the final four, I just remember like, I can't wait till we're done with the practices. I can't wait till we're done with the media. I just want to get to the game and get to the in results. Play. Yes. Right. Like in play. I've definitely been there. And I, so I'm curious with, Everything that's changing now in the world, like there's social media, athletes are empowered. Like how much do coaches pay attention to players' social medias? Like, uh, is that a thing?
4: No, it's a the real thing. Not for any other reason than, you know, I talk to these guys a lot about their brand. They don't realize it yet, but I tell them all the time, it's like, you're your own business. Okay. And you don't. Like, be careful of what you post, be careful of what you repost, be careful of what you retweet, right? Because you don't want to let something that happened when you were 18 affect, you know, you getting a job when you 32. I was like, so you put it out there on Twitter, you don't even realize it's still out there. And, you know, you mess around and you're like somebody bring it what he said, this, this and this. You know, I give them examples. You know, it's like the Kevin Hart Oscars thing, you know, yep. give them examples of, you know, like, you know, and it's a sad deal. But like the guy Henry Ruggs out there with the uh, Raiders a few years ago, it's just like, fellas, like all of this is out there. It's your responsibility to make sure you avoid these pitfalls and avoid these distractions but again it goes back to who you put put in your environment you know so like i pay attention to it like if they on there like if they post a song right that has cursing in it, and i text them hey man delete that song oh
2: for real
4: oh absolutely
2: and how do they respond
4: all right my bad coach but like we okay, set the good. precedent early good. we set the precedent early it's in our rule book it's like no no this no that you know and again i don't set a whole bunch of rules but again i tell them i said guys it's not So our program is represented the right way. But again, it's more so for you, you know, and you just need to be more aware of what you do and and who you're doing it with.
2: Love that. Okay, my last question, I just wanted to ask because. We see so much coach movement going on with Ed Cooley going to Georgetown. And he talked about, like, you know, like he looked up to Coach Thompson and there's a bigger meaning behind it. We saw Rick Pitino go to St. John's and he's a New York guy coaching a New York school. Are those things like as coaches move around, we know that we hear about money and that's all well and good. But when you're coaching, you know, like. What are those type of things that you look for in a school? Cause that's basically like you said, you got three jobs when you get to that school. And a lot of people were, I would say, upset that Ed Cooley left, you know, his situation, but sometimes there's a bigger calling or a bigger play like a bigger meaning behind why you want to coach somewhere.
4: Yeah, for sure. It's like like I gotta look at it like this. I think when you're looking at a job, it's all about alignment success to certain people looks different you know when we got this job four years ago I would say it wasn't in the shape it needed to be you know like across the board like no culture on the court no culture in the classroom no culture in the weight room it was just it was what it was and so when I was talking to I was at the University of Georgia at the time and we had just signed Anthony Edwards who ended up being he was the number one player in the country that year but he was the number one pick in the draft obviously and You know, uh, Anthony's like a little brother to me, right? You know, I took this job, but only, you know, like when I was talking to them about, you know, hey, what does success look like? You know, because everybody, you know, this was just, and this is crazy. Everybody wants it to happen like that now, right? And the truth of it is, is, it doesn't happen that way, Right especially if you're trying to have something that sustains over time, right? And that's what I always talked about. I was like, I want something that sustains over time. And when I talked to, you know, my AD and when I talked to the president at the time, like that was the one thing they said, hey, you know, small wins, right? Get it right in the classroom, get it right on campus, get it right in the community. And at some point, obviously, we got to get it right on the court. And when I heard that, I said, oh, okay, cool. Like we can do it here. They understand, you know, or at least they come off as like they understand. And so, when you're looking at these jobs, I think, you know, for Coach Cooley, you know, that's a big deal. Like, Georgetown, and it's nothing against Providence, but, like, Georgetown is for, like, guys like him, guys like us. Like I, I remember when my brother, like, was coming out of high school and, you know, he's doing all these in-home visits. Man, we had Dean Smith in our living room. He canceled a visit with Mike Krzyzewski and Duke. Nolan Richardson came in there, had some Gators on. <laughs> Yep, yep, but my favorite home visit, that is only one I sat in on cuz I couldn't sit there and just listen to them folks talk. But the only home visit I sat in on was John Thompson. I just remember his voice being, I remember him being so tall and his voice being so deep. But I remember him like talking about the importance of academics, right? Wow. And and I grew up wanting to go to Georgetown, you know, with Alan Iverson and all of them so him leaving Providence, going to Georgetown, people are like, well, why would he do that? Georgetown? Well, no, they don't know Georgetown. Like we know Georgetown. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? And so, you know, it's part of it, you know, but it's like people say, well, you're leaving your your kids and you know, the thing, again, you're trying to educate and, and help them understand. But it's like, I tell kids all the time, I say, look, if you had an opportunity to get drafted in the first round, like I don't care if you want to come back. I'm kicking you out of here. You got to go because you can create generational wealth.
2: That's the best, right? Yeah.
4: That would change your family's life, you know? And so I think when you give it to them in those terms, they understand it a little bit better, but it's still a hard thing because, you know, just like, you know, I say, I got three jobs here, you know, but also like I'm married, we got three kids and you want to be able to provide for, your family, and you want to be able to provide for them comfortably. But again, like somebody can give you as much money as they want, but if it's no alignment, there's no reason to do it. Because at the end of the day, you want to enjoy coming to work every day. And that's what I love about Kennesaw.
2: Coach Amir Abdurrahim, we are going to see your name, hear your name more often, because just listening to you talk, I feel like you're my coach. Like, I feel like I've had a coach (laughs) like you. I feel like you care. And that's everything that a player wants. They want to feel all of those things. So I thank you for taking time um, You know, after a crazy wind, whirlwind of media that you already had to do, I appreciate you taking the time and hopping on Montgomery & Co.
4: No problem. Renee, look, I'm going to give you this quick story. This is how crazy it is. And I, like So we play on Friday, uh-huh. all right? We play Friday. We lose the game. On the bus on the way back, my my agent calls me. He says, hey, CBS in New York wants you to come up and be in the studio with them. Now, now this is with uh, Brent Stover. Gary Parish. That's my guys. I worked there, by
2: the way. That's my guys. Oh, really? Okay,
4: so so like, I'm like, okay, when they want me to do it, they was like, tomorrow. I was like, what? (laughs) So we drive back Friday. My birthday was Saturday. Oh,
2: yeah. Happy belated birthday.
4: Thank you so much. Thank you. And and I get up like 545 on Sunday morning, jumping on the plane to go to New York, and I'm in the studio. I didn't realize all that went on in that studio. There's a lot
2: there's a lot. a lot going on I was
4: in there from 8 30 to 1 a.m and I and like Shelvin and Roy Hibbert were like yeah this is normal I'm like, this is very Whoa. normal I
2: could be there from 2 to 1 a.m like
4: that's how long they have been there
2: yeah that's a that's yeah. normal I'm heading up there tomorrow by the really? way so wow. yes yeah, so that's the grind right there so I, when yeah. I say I feel you coach yes
4: I was like <laughs> man
2: <laughs> That's a grind.
4: But no, nah, but no, nah, Renee, this was this was awesome and again like, you know, I feel like you've had a co- you feel like you've had a coach like me. I just hope I can get some players that got game like you had. So it works both Appreciate ways. Appreciate
2: it. Listen, yeah, I'm, look, we are pulling for you. No matter what, we're, we're here thank now. You. you know, that's how I feel. Once you're in our stratosphere, our world, we call this like this is a family podcast. Everybody that comes on, we family now. So just no we got to catch a game. But sh- this summer, come through. Bring the team. We have the Atlanta Dream down here at Gateway. Bring the team. Come through for sure. We're
4: going to do it for sure.
2: All right. Thank you, Coach. All right. Thank you. I know I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again after talking to Coach Raheem. Sports brings all of us together. Like, let me give you an example. Nika Mule is a hooper from Croatia that plays in Connecticut for a coach from Italy. And that coach, Gina Emma, as I'm sure you could assume, said he wouldn't trade Nika for any other player in the nation. Sports is a global connector. I mean, we've all watched the fans and the players, not only just the players, but their families heartbreak when they lose in the tournament. The fan shots at the end of the game are devastating or just pure happiness, whichever side you're on. And if you like drama, sports is better than any reality TV, whether it's the Texas team coming for Louisville, woman to woman, it doesn't matter. But we're going to cover it all here at MoCo, where it's a generational thing.